Hi, my name's Sam Breakgear and welcome to Brain Spike Back. This is the podcast dedicated to psychology, technology and society. Not too long ago, the act of meditation might be considered a practice only conducted by Eastern monks and hippies. However, its popularity in recent years has risen with numerous apps providing meditation services and guidance. In the field of psychology, research is demonstrating that meditation has a wide variety of benefits, from enhancing verbal learning abilities to reducing the number of mistakes we make in our daily lives. In this episode, you will learn what benefits meditation can provide, how apps can help with daily guidance, and how perceptions are changing in our society. To discuss this, I'm joined by an experienced psychologist and the co-founder of the MindCurrent app, a mindfulness app that uses expert tips and exercises to help users reduce stress, Dr. Drew Brazier. And for our Weird Wide Web piece, we have a story on Airbnb regarding a new pattern on software that scans users' online presence to predict whether or not they are trustworthy. I always love to ask these two questions for every guest whenever I'm on the phone to them. Where are you in the world today and how's the weather? I am uh, in Portland, Oregon, and the weather is Portland, Oregon-ish. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> nice and, and rainy. It, yeah, it's 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 a nice winter Pacific Northwest day here. Nice. I do like Oregon. I've been there once. I've spent a bit of time in Seattle as well, uh, more time in Seattle. But I've been to Oregon, and I, I have to say I do love it. I love it, I think, because it has a wonderful culture and the people are seem really nice there however i don't think i could ever live there because for me it seems like uk weather and i don't think i'd ever be able to like go for all the effort of moving to the other side of the world just to have the same kind of weather that we have in the uk yeah no i hear you i hear you that's exactly it so was the weather there nice for you today well i mean i'm based in medellin colombia that's why i say it like uh, taking the effort to move somewhere else oh gotcha it's very nice here it's bizarre because december in medellin is actually probably i'd say the best month for weather it's like one of the driest hottest like nicest kind of uh, months which is really bizarre because obviously being from the uk and um oregon you're from oregon are you from there um yeah well i mean i i have lived here for a few years yeah but i've lived in other parts of the united states probably though just like me you associate december with like cold weather or wet weather or maybe sometimes snow right and then for me like that association has just gone out the window where it's kind of like oh, i can't wait for december for the good weather it's like it's a bizarre thing to adjust to oh yeah actually I was just a week and a half ago. I was in Uruguay, and uh, it, yeah, it's full-on summer. <laughs> <laughs> I really yeah. want to do that. I've never been past the southern hemisphere. I mean, I've been to Ecuador and just stepped over the equator, but I've never actually been to somewhere like in the summer while it's my perspective winter. So I want to try that at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of fun. Would you be able to explain who you are yep. and what you do for our listeners in the space of meditation and I suppose in general as your work as a doctor? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, my name is Drew uh, Brazier. My, my background is in uh, psychology and specifically working in performance psychology, helping people be able to perform at their highest, whether that's in uh, sports, business, life, and really focusing on that. And what I, I really love to do is to help people come into the moment that they're in. And I really like to focus more on the mindfulness side of being able to be in that moment that you're in, not a past moment, not a future moment, but that exact moment. And as you do that, that's, uh, in essence, the main fundamental piece to performing at your best each day. 
and, and to be that high performer that you want to be for whatever that is for you. And so helping people drop in to the now is absolutely core to success on a daily basis. You know, it's hard for our brains to differentiate between past, present, and future. In fact, they really can't. (laughs) And so if you're worried about, you know, what's coming up here in a couple hours or holding on to what what was going on a couple hours ago or yesterday, it's going to be really hard for you to be at your best. And so that's where the mindfulness and, and meditation really comes into play. Yeah, I I completely agree with that. And I have to say that being at your best, that does take being present. I think the best piece of advice I've ever had, not only for life, but I think for doing this podcast, the best piece of advice I actually received, it was like from Dan Harris, where he was interviewed on um, The Daily Show. And I think... Um, Trevor Noah was making a joke. He was like saying, well, how, how, what's the shortest amount of time can you meditate? He's like, could you do a minute meditation a day? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, what about a second? And he's like, well, yeah. And he's like, wait, are you meditating now? Like while we're doing the show, while we're doing this interview? And he goes, well, I am 100% focused and present because I have to listen to what you're saying. I don't know what you're going to say. And I need to be able to give you my full attention and respond. And in order to get the best response, like I need to give you 100% my attention and be focused. And that for me, I think has been the biggest and greatest piece of advice that I've ever received. Because when I host these podcasts, I 100% try and focus on listening to every word they say. And I know that I'm not going to get this moment back. So I have to listen. The worst thing I could do in my job is to be like, Oh, I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention for the past 30 minutes. What are you, 30 seconds, whatever amount of time. Can you repeat that again? <laughs> yeah, so for that reason, like that, I think that's one of the greatest pieces of advice. So I definitely, I myself, I know the benefits of um, meditation. But for those people that might be listening and they maybe don't know too much about it or what it involves or like what are the benefits or why someone would practice this, could you explain why you think meditation is important? Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting as we do talk about meditation, I I think that being, you know, having worked with historically a lot of athletes and, you know, and then more recent working with a lot of different executives, they they don't have time for the bull crap, right? I'll let you know that. Like they'll flat out tell you like, I'm not just going to sit there for an hour and kumbaya, Mm, right? Like that's, I mean, that's, that's how they'll, they'll just make it very clear. And quite frankly, for myself, like that's not how I practice and go about my meditative practices. Yes, I do have time where I'm specifically meditating, but I really like to take meditation on the go is is what I uh, how I refer to it. And that's also like with with my current of why I got into it, because it is it is meditation on the go. It's mindfulness in each moment. And so it doesn't have to be a complicated practice. In fact, I don't even use the word meditation or mindfulness in explaining what I'm having people do. I'm just having them drop into the present moment. For example, saying, look, right now, I just want you to notice the air coming in and out of your nose Mm. for 60 seconds. That's all that I want you to do. And you're going to notice a whole lot of other thoughts, positive, negative, anywhere in between. It doesn't matter. Just gently bring your awareness back to your nose. And we're just going to just notice that just simple awareness of one thing and just noticing everything else that comes up without going down that road with those thoughts or um, judging those thoughts nor judging yourself. And so it's actually pretty hard <laughs> to do. Uh, but I, I 
I always like to frame it of just letting go of the pressure and the judgment of yourself and the thoughts that are coming up. Those aren't yours to own unless you claim them. And so we're just going to focus on just this one thing of the air coming in and out of your nose. And then your thoughts may go off a hundred times in that 60 seconds. Just gently bring it back. And it's not a relaxation necessarily so much as it is uh, training your brain to be right here, right now, present with what it is that you want to be present with. And that's, that's how I like to go about it. Because whenever you are present in that moment, it's like what you were just talking about, which I think is beautiful of, you know, you're on these interviews and you got to be fully present, hanging on to every word. How precious would that be in life if our relationships were like that? Uh, at work, our romantic relationships, our friendships, if we're just really present in every single conversation like that, um, but also present with ourselves like that. The peace of mind that comes from that is just something that I can't speak highly enough. And it doesn't mean that things are easier. It doesn't mean that you can control everything coming in and out. Rather, it just means you can shift your focus and not judge yourself, nor judge those thoughts, and more easily move forward without allowing whatever's coming up to block you. And that, that's, that's why it's so important to me, is to live with as few of restrictions and limitations on yourself. And in essence, that's why I like to talk about the, the meditation and mindfulness on the go. Yeah, I think it's incredibly important. I think it's also one of those things almost kind of like a massage like you don't realize how badly you need it until you do it and you're like wow this is this is <laughs> yes. what I, I, i've been needing this but it's also bizarre how it's kind of sounds so simple like just don't think about anything switch off just stop and in many ways it is but in many ways it really really isn't <laughs> but i wanted to touch on something you said earlier which really caught my attention and you mentioned about speaking with like um ceos and uh high up execs and like you mentioned like kumbaya or there's i don't know if there's a stereotype still that exists but it seems that within the past i don't know with the past like couple of decades or something like the stereotype of like meditation i assume i'm 26 so i don't know what it's been like in the past few years like at least in my lifetime i've seen it change i would say but i think that's because i grew up with pretty hippie parents so i've always known about meditation i've always it's always been something which uh my parents have told me about or i've had exposure to but i do remember that like i remember when i was younger that there just been this stereotype of kumbaya stuff like you said and I don't know if this still exists. I can imagine older generations almost look down upon it as more of a, a spiritual thing rather than an actual practical thing or a tool or a skill or ability to incorporate in everyday life. Do you see that with the older generations you perhaps work with? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um, I would say that, uh, I mean, it's a very strong stereotype. And, and I think that there's reasons for that. Because when we hear people talk about, you know, meditation and mindfulness, um, I mean, it feels like, you know, initially, it goes off into so many different areas and seems more complicated than it needs to be. And so yeah, I mean, it, it leaves people confused. In fact, most people I talk to, you know, just whether it be friends or, or other, you know, people I meet, majority don't really even know 
what meditation or mindfulness really is. Like they really think it is you're sitting there cross legged with your you know fingers together humming and that's it. That's the only thing you do or you're chanting together. While sure that's some components, the actual essence of it is not really put out there very well. And so people do think mm. <laughs> I have to sit there for a long time. I'm wasting my time. It's a total waste of time. Whereas they, they're, they're not being taught and informed that it's not a waste of time. Right. Um, oh, man, there's a, a, and I wish I knew who said this. It definitely wasn't me. Somebody else said this uh, uh, much wiser than me of, you know, I have a long day today. So instead of meditating for one hour, I'm going to meditate for two. Mm. And that's that, that's what it is in essence. Right. If it gives you time back because you're much more clear and focused. But yeah, I mean, older generations, it's not a norm. Um, and it is looked at as this is wasting my time and this is just weird. And I can't blame them. Though. Because we're not breaking it down to, you know what, just pay attention to just your feet on the ground right now for a minute. Notice how that feels. All right, cool. You just meditated. Good job. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Meditation in disguise. (laughs) Absolutely. I just think it's important instead of trying to get people to practice it on a, you know, a 30 minute practice or even a 15 minute guided meditation, get people to do just one minute being present, right? Just, just to, to teach them that, yeah, it does take work. But also, it's something very simple. And let's talk about your um, the app, MindCurrent. You're the co-founder of. And it's a mindfulness and stress release app that uses AI-driven tech. Yeah. So, you know, with MindCurrent, years back, I, I wanted to, to really learn how to use technology. I mean, people are on you know, their phones or using technology all the time. Like, how do we leverage that and use it in the best way? And so a year and a half ago, I was approached by Sarab, a friend of mine who said, hey, we're working on this technology where we can help people be aware of what it is they're experiencing, the the stress that they're experiencing, the emotions that, that are coming up, and then little quick, you know, mindfulness exercises that they can do in the moment to help prevent that from that stress from taking over their day or that stress from going too far and interfering with their performance. And so to me, it was super attractive. I was like, whoa, like this this is fantastic. You know, it's not therapy or counseling or anything like that. It can definitely supplement people who are doing that and whatnot, but we, we never would encourage someone to rely upon it for that at all. Rather to just help your day be that much better and perform a little bit better by dropping into this moment, noticing where's my stress at? What is one small thing that I can do? And based off of, you know, what you're putting in and soon based off of biometrics, if you have like a smartwatch, we can understand, okay, hey, why don't you try this little quick exercise or recommendation um, that it's all based, all the recommendations are based off of, of mindfulness meditation without saying, go do this meditation. I'd be really interested to learn more about the AI side of this driven tech. What role does AI play in um, the MindCurrent app? Yeah, so it's being able to take in whatever data you put in that, you know, we don't share or sell or <laughs> any anybody's, you know, personal data. We take that very, very serious. In fact, you know, Sarab, I mentioned our founder. I mean, he comes from the security area and Daniel, our other co-founder, um, comes from, you know, cybersecurity. Uh, and that's, that's a big important piece for us that it's only your data right but you should be able to understand what is this 
data that I, I'm putting in here. Meaning you're putting in, you know, your stress levels, your heart rate variability, all of that. And then we have our, our data architect and, and data scientist, Hobson, has been, you know, working on the algorithms to say, okay, it's this time of day when you're, you know, inputting that you're pretty stressed out right now. And here's been kind of your past week of stress levels and any other data that you've put in prior to that. And if, and again, soon with the, the biometrics, if you do have a smartwatch, then the recommendation engine gives the best possible recommendation. But if you don't like that, so that's where the AI comes in, right? Of being able to use the machine learning to understand what's best for you. And then as we you know, get more and more data and more and more users, we're able to say, okay, people who typically input this type of profile, these are typically the best recommendations. And so that that piece to me of coming from my background is kind of mind blowing, <laughs> but they're getting that accuracy higher and higher as we speak so that when that recommendation comes, just this quick little exercise you can do, it really feels individualized for you. That's the whole reason why. You know, they're using the machine learning artificial intelligence to to be able to create those algorithms and best understand the data that you're putting in and give it back to you in the most practical, simple way. I wonder if AI tailored is a term like AI tailored for you. Yeah, I, that's a really good. <laughs> yes, that's actually a really good. We might uh, uh, have use it. Go ahead. <laughs> you on that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So would you be able to give us an example from start to finish? Like, can you run through how a user would use this app in a normal meditation session? Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting that you say with a, a normal, you know, meditation session, um, like if let's say that you are someone who does meditate, well, then you don't even have to put in anything about your stress levels or make it anything individualized. We also have a component uh, called chill where we had someone uh, on our team create music that we put with visual videos i mean you can literally just drop into that moment and just notice your breathing and go through one of these chill exercises so if you, if you are someone who does have a meditation practice that's a really easy nice feature to have uh, to help you guide through a, a meditation with you know the audio and visual or you know the the main component of inputting your stress and what we call reflect you just simply notice okay where's my stress at right now and you just tap on the screen and and uh, slide it to whatever level that's at which is obviously subjective and then what's influencing that is it people is it uh, work right um, we have these six different areas so we can understand and then it's going to give you a quick recommendation of all right look you know you say that it's work that's stressing you out you know out of 100 you're at about 40 and based on the other information you've already input, we're going to give you a recommendation of preparing for, you know, a tough work day, preparing for a meeting, which would then help you just visualize going through that difficult work day or intense work meeting and visualize going through that. So the meditation would be that, right? Noticing people saying things that might trigger you or upset you. All right breathe and regulate yourself, <laughs> right? And, and coping with that. And that would be the recommendation that it would take you to. Expert or a guide is what we call them, guiding you through that uh, audio exercise. So it's input your stress, what's stressing you, and then a quick recommendation that is as close to that experience that you have going on right there in your life in that moment. So there's that kind of live preventative 
or, you know, the chill component that you can go into, um, as part of like a regular meditation. There's also the daily focus that I use every morning that just focuses on one powerful word, gives an explanation and a quote relative to that. And it encourages you to take that with you through your day. And I like to use that as a morning meditation and it's only 90 seconds, usually the daily focus. So there's those different components that depending on where you're at and how you want to use it, you know, you can kind of tailor that to where your meditative practices are currently. It sounds like it's got um, a collection of uses, I suppose, rather than just like one intention for your meditation. Yeah. Sounds good. There's one question that I'd really love to, to understand a little bit more on. There are hundreds of meditation apps available for download. And I know there's many industry leaders such as Headspace and Calm. How does MindCurrent stand out in this crowded market space? Yeah. And so it's very interesting. I mean, we will never try to compete with, well, with really anyone. We just want to do our, our what we feel the market needs and what people need. And so Headspace, Calm, I mean, fantastic apps, right? Um, but it is focused on meditation. You actually look at our stuff and we're not focusing on just meditation. While all of the recommendations, everything is, is mindfulness-based, right? I mean, it, it's, it's coming back to helping you increase your ability to meditate better in, in mindfulness. But it's that personalization that is huge. We're using machine learning to understand you better to give you the best possible thing you can do today to be more mindful and more present. And, and other apps are not doing that. Like, I mean, that's not what you're getting out of Calm and Headspace. Again, I'm not speaking negatively about those apps. It's just different. We're, we're making this a personalized mm -hmm. process. It's, hey, this is what's going on in my life. All right, this is what we think might help you have a little bit better of a day. Nice. And um, my last question to you, I suppose put this into perspective I, I i do try and meditate i do my best however i have to say surprisingly trying to do nothing is one of the hardest things that i find to do because i'm like i'm a very jittery person i'm always doing something always occupied and i think just switching off is incredibly difficult i've tried recently but for other people which are similar to myself or maybe who have no experience mind current aside what advice do you have for our listeners who want to try meditation yeah i'd actually flip what you just said even right of you're not turning things off you're just turning one thing on mm -hmm. and really honing in on that one thing so let's say on my meditation i just want to eat a piece i want to eat a grape <laughs> and i'm just going to notice every flavor of that grape what it feels like to chew it what it feels like to just hold that you know on my taste buds on my tongue and then swallowing it that's a meditation right there. You're just turning on that one focus or turning on that love and acceptance towards yourself versus saying, don't judge myself, turn off my judgment. No, it's, I'm just going to accept whatever comes has no bearing on who I am at my core. It's just, I'm just going to notice. I'm just going to turn it on my notice. And that's what I'm going to do. And I think that can help a lot of people. I know it's helped myself as well of, not turning things off. I'm turning on just one thing and anything else. I'm just going to let it be there. I'm not going to force it away because then you get frustrated. You get judgmental towards yourself or toward those thoughts. And now they hold meaning in a negative way in your life and, and create a negative energy. Instead, it's, I'm just going to focus on this one thing and anything else. It can go where it needs to go, but that's not where I'm at right now. I'm here. And so that, that would be my piece of advice. Start with something really small 
and just be there. It could be you're just literally looking at a painting on your wall, right? I'm looking at one right now with a bird on a tree. I'm just going to notice for just a minute or two or until I want to stop. I'm just going to look at this, and I am right now, notice every detail in that painting, right? The, the blue on the bird, the beak, the flowers, the trees. And I'm just going to notice that. Perfect. That's a meditation. It's literally allowing everything else to just go where it needs to go and allowing that brain to, to breathe. It's actually strengthening your brain in, in different regions. And so you're turning a lot of things on by just doing one simple awareness exercise like that. I understand. And I, it makes sense the way you talk about it more as being present than meditation, because it is that kind of focus on, I suppose, one thing, even if that one thing is like you said, your breathing or your feet or, or, or a grape. Right. I have no doubt that it has, it definitely is worth doing and has its strengths because I love um, psychology and every day I pretty much look up like um, psychology on Reddit, the subreddit, and there's constantly new information saying um, mindfulness and meditation has these benefits. So it it seems like you're definitely onto something good and hopefully the more people this reaches and the more people that understand that it's not just meditation, it's not kumbaya, it's not humming, it's just a heightened level of focus. And yeah, I think, like you said, if we were able to em uh, employ this and use this in our conversations with friends, loved ones, families, in our actions, then there'd probably be greater communication and probably a lot less accidents, uh, far fewer accidents, I suppose. <laughs> yep, I agree. That's it for me now and all my questions. But if people do have more questions or want to learn more about you, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Do you have social media or anything? You can just go straight to, to our website, mindcurrent.io. Um, and if you want to you know, message us from there, you can. You can download the app. It takes you directly to that. You can learn more at mindcurrent.io. Awesome. Drew, thank you so much for today. I'm definitely going to take this with me and I'll hopefully enhance my practices. And yeah, I hope you continue reaching more people and together we'll become more present. Thank you so much. According to Business Insider, Airbnb now owns the patent to software which sorts through internet posts and social media activity to see if a user has any traits of narcissism or psychopathy. However, if you're afraid your dark side might be exposed the next time you look to book a weekend away, don't worry because it might not impact you anytime soon. A spokesperson for Airbnb stated, as with any other company, there are a number of patents we file, ranging from searching listings to automating booking availability, and it does not mean we necessarily implement all or part of what's in them. That's our show. I hope you enjoyed it. If you like that, then you can find many more just like this at sociable.co. You can also find us on Spotify, iTunes, and anywhere else here at your podcast, including YouTube. And if you want to keep up to date with all the things we're doing here at The Sociable, join and subscribe to our newsletter that we publish every Friday. You can do that by going to sociable.co, scrolling down on the right-hand side, you'll see an option to leave your name and email, and we'll constantly keep you up to date. Thanks for listening, and take care. Yeah.